Hello, this is Bevelizing Eyes, and welcome to Poetry Unraveled, featuring poets worldwide where we uncover the rawness of our inch words that reveal hidden truths, turning the human experience into moments of appreciation and bits of wisdom. Let's start unraveling. Welcome back, guys, to Poetry Unraveled. I'm your host, Bevelizing Eyes. This week's episode, we are going to talk to Z, and they are from Seattle, Washington. We're going to talk about their poetic journey. Hi, Z. Hi. Could you tell me how you started your journey and where you are now? Yeah, so I was the kid in elementary school who when asked what they wanted to be when they grew up, I said poet. And all of the adults in my life were like, you can't really make a living being a poet. And so I was like, okay, I'll be president of the United States instead or something. But while I was talking that like big game there, I was writing poetry for fun, you know, as kids do. And about like fifth grade, I think my English teacher like really encouraged um, creative writing. And that's when I really got into it. So I started keeping a journal in about fifth grade. And then every year since then, like, I was just writing when I probably should have been doing schoolwork. Eighth grade, I entered a poetry contest. I was encouraged by another one of my English teachers. And then I entered the same one the following year and got published then, like, again, in the same anthology. And that was great. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. I really had the best English teachers who really encouraged me to write and explore that. So that was great. It's sort of like along that same time that I realized that I could use writing as sort of like an escape from my life and use it as a way to process things and my emotions and everything that was going on. And, you know, as teenagers, write that angsty poetry as we all do (laughs) and I guess I just sort of realized that I was able to harness my emotions in such a way that would make me feel less alone and also like allow other people to relate to it and it's just sort of over the years become what it is now and it's been great First of all, it's very impressive to even be published by, what What did you say, seventh grade? Eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. Either way, that's insane. That's crazy. That's really awesome. And then twice you signed the same anthology. Yeah, thanks. And have you have other poems published or do you have a book at all? Um, I have participated in various like collections online and stuff, um, but I have not yet published a book. And are you thinking about that? Possibly working on something. Um, not sure if it will ever see the light of day, but that is <laughs> something that I want to do in the future, I, I think. Not quite sure. But yeah. Okay. And during your poetic journey, what obstacles would you say you have encountered? So the biggest one, I think, is because I write mostly from my emotions. Like, my work is mostly driven by what I feel. Right. Um, I also tend to struggle with depression and anxiety. So much of my mental health is impacted by my writing. So if I'm in like a particularly dark depressive episode, I can't write. And 
it's kind of weird because like that when you can't write what do you do sort of thing yeah um but then when i do eventually get out of that fog i can write again and it's great so it's almost like a version of writer's block in a way right yeah it really is yeah i tend to definitely write when i'm in a really dark place but as you said it's not easy to just go ahead and pick up a pen and paper and start writing because you're still in that mood so you kind of have no motivation to do that when i confront it that's when i start writing and that's when i start dealing with everything so in a way like poetry to me at least is a version of therapy yeah i totally get that um i wrote in a journal somewhere many years ago that I write because I feel and the paper doesn't judge. Yeah. And it's just such a great catharsis, knowing that your words are safe somewhere. I like that, I like that a lot. Until you decide to put it in a book and spread it to everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What would you recommend um, young poets that are aspiring to be poets, you know, what, what would you recommend them to do as they're starting out, any tips? Read, listen, watch as much poetry as you can get your hands on. But don't be so intimidated by it that it scares you away from writing maybe what's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, people always say that you have to know the rules of poetry in order to break them. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel like that's true, but at the same time, the fact is there are no rules in poetry. Yeah. So I'd say follow your instincts. Um, definitely read, watch, and listen, though, because, I mean, other poetry is great to be inspired by. I'm inspired by so much poetry when I started out. I was um, listening to a lot of spoken word poetry, mm -hmm. which I feel like definitely has influenced my writing style in some way. Um, but it's also nice to know where other people stand and like how they process things and how they play with language so that you can really sort of get an idea of like, oh, this is how a stanza works, or this is how rhythm works. Right. Um, and then as soon as you sort of get a grasp on that, you can then apply other things like your feelings and um, observations and other things that make a poem a poem. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to what you were saying about um, there's no rules in poetry or that there are rules, but you have to know them before you can break them. So I think that's a really good topic and it could even be in an episode in itself, but um, personally, could you expand on what your belief is about rules in poetry? Yeah, so um, E.E. E. Cummings was one of the first poets that I ever started reading. Mm -hmm. And he has a poem called the Grasshopper Poem. And that thing is, you're gibberish, I swear. It's been translated into different languages. It's, um, what it is really, I feel like it's just an experiment with language and letters and spacing and line breaks. 
it is the epitome of the whole there are no rules and poetry thing. Um, and do, if you do get a chance, look at that poem because it's just incredible. Um, but he was the first poet that I, I read and was exposed to. And um, he really doesn't, he has a lot of structured poems and like traditionally structured poems. But at the same time, he doesn't hardly use tata punctuation doesn't pay a lot of mind to grammar and um, any of like the traditional like Shakespearean style of poetry, I guess you could say, like traditional. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he completely diverges from that. Um, and when I say like there are no rules in poetry, what I mean is like it can be as E. e. Cummings demonstrated with his life work, you, it, poetry can be whatever you want it to be. Right. Um, it's kind of like, well, I consider poetry as an art form. And in art, like I, I went to the Philadelphia Museum about a year ago, and there was literally just this canvas with just a red dot on it, a red circle. And it's in there worth for God knows how much money. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't see the technicality or the you know the art part of it but it's still considered art it there's really no wrong art out there anything could be interpreted as art so I feel like the same kind of applies to poetry you really can't write it the wrong way like in, in someone's eyes it's still gonna look poetic exactly that reminds me of um Marcel Duchamp he is a contemporary artist uh, the golden toilet piece of art um, installation. It's just literally a toilet. <laughs> I think I've seen a photo of that. It's my favorite piece of art because it's like, what is it? It's a toilet. Why is that art? Um, because it is. And I feel like that is exactly what you were saying. Someone can call anything art and it is in its own right. Yeah. And there's not really anyone to say, hey, this isn't art. But I know there is, you know, poetry critics out there that are very harsh on, I feel like, the Instagram com community when it comes to poetry. Mm -hmm. They consider our type of poetry not real or it, it doesn't have any merit to it, which I find, you know, kind of aggravating because it's our words, it's our personal beliefs and our experiences and if we decide to add some flowery language with it and if it impacts somebody else in a, in a way, you know, how, who are you to say it's not poetry just because you have, I don't know, a thousand words or something. <laughs> yeah. I do think that with that in mind, like there's a way to be respectful and a way to be disrespectful. And I think that in the poetry community, there's a subset of, um, or a style of poetry that's not poetry per se. It's people who have mastered the art of attracting likes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think I know you're going with this. It's kind of like the kind of post that you would find on Tumblr that gets a lot of reblogs and it's kind of migrated over to Instagram and people consider that poetry. 
Yeah, which I mean, it's kind of poetry, but also not really. I feel like those kind of fit in their own little category. They're being passed off as poetry. The way I, I like to explain it is that I think real poetry is the kind where, you know, you have to be with it a little bit, kind of dissect it, kind of try to unravel what's the meaning behind it. If I just read something and I get the point right away because there wasn't anything to unravel, then it was just a statement. It, it was just a really pretty statement that you added with pretty adjectives, but it, there wasn't, you know, a connection. There wasn't a mystery behind it. Not that everything has to be mysterious and complicated, but I just feel like there has to be like a little something more in order for it to be in the realm of poetry. Yes, exactly. I like what you said about the unraveling thing. Like, haikus are literally just three lines. Couplets are two lines. Mm -hmm. But there is dignity, I guess, in the process of writing these structured poems, I guess, um, versus these other short fortune cookie-esque statements are nearly that. Right. They're just statements. And that, I think, is disrespectful to poetry in a way. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to gatekeep the poetry community because that's not my intention at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we need to be a little bit more mindful about the work that we're putting out there because the general narrative that is like, oh, it's something short, I can just read it and then be done with it. And then that sort of leads the whole uh, narrative for the rest of the poetry community and the perception of the poetry community is like, oh, all poetry is just short and meaningless. And it's not always like that because as most poets know, you pour your heart and soul out into a piece and put it out into the world and for someone to um, sort of make light of that seems a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, I think, you know, the people that do that sort of style of writing, you know, it suits them and it works for them and they attract a certain type of audience that really do enjoy that kind of content. But then I also think that this, that same audience, you know, they probably wouldn't really, I don't know, connect with my poetry because it's a little bit more than that. You know, some of my, I, sometimes on Instagram, I just post an excerpt because they're so long, I can't post the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so strange for me to even have a poem that's like, you know, less than a page long. Like it's, it's always, you know, me rambling about something. But, um, you know, I think everyone has their different style and it works for them. But I think for sure that there's definitely some poets out there that really do put their blood and sweat and tears in their work. And then to be on the same playing field as, you know, other people that probably don't do the same, you know, it's kind of just a little bit more on the simple sided, you know, it is kind of a little unfair, but that's just how Instagram is working out is, but. Yeah, yeah. I think it also has something to do with just the generally like short attention spans. Yeah, people don't want to read, you know, a whole novel. <laughs> yeah.
they don't have the attention span for that on Instagram. And maybe Instagram isn't the best place to have poetry, maybe. Yeah. I wonder, maybe you might be onto something there. <laughs> you might have to create a site. <laughs> um, I actually started out my page back in 2018, posting tiny like three-liner poems that I wasn't, they weren't really poems. Um, and I started my account just posting like a month worth of that, um, which I now regret that I haven't taken them down because I feel like they're a testament to just my growth. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just really funny to me because I'm aware of like this is how I started. Yeah. Like, like this is what I'm posting now. But um like I thought that there was something to it. But like, oh yeah, posts with these short they get a lot of likes, but the truth is not really. <laughs> That's interesting that you say that because you know, I I've, I've had a lot of poems accumulate over the years in my journals. And once I started running out of poems to share, then I was like, oh, I, I need a post. Like I, I need to continue posting. And that's when I would start writing poems, but they didn't really have that much, you know, context to it because I wasn't really in it. Like I wasn't feeling what the words that I was writing. It was more like, what do people want to hear? What do people want to read? What would get me likes? And um, I'll admit that I wrote some of those poems and some of them have been hits. Like, you know, a lot of people did like them, but I, at the end of the day, I was like, this wasn't my best work, but I put it out there because, you know, I haven't posted in a while and I, I want to be active. So it's interesting because, you know. There's that balance between writing authentically and like trying to honor, to honor your authentic self. Yeah. Um, versus the audience and the people who are there on your page. Exactly. And so lately, I haven't been posting um, any new things. I've been just post reposting my old work, because that's the stuff that I'm really proud of. And that's the stuff that I want people to see. And I don't want to waste my time writing something that is that my heart isn't in it. So that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> And one last question for you. Um, what projects do you have planned for the future in your poetic journey? So I just changed my username from at writing poems in the dark to the dot beautiful dot gods. Um, and that sort of kicked off this long, I don't even know what it's called. Um, I'm gonna call it an evolutionary journey. Okay. Uh, um, and basically, I am, as well as a writer, I am a, a visual artist, and I am a photographer. Um, and so I want to sort of combine those elements um, into something that feels more like me, mm -hmm. as I am now, because as we all know, this last year, 2020, has been not the greatest year a lot has happened a lot has changed um i've changed my perspective has changed and i'm really honing in on honoring who i have become 
um, at the end of this year. Um, and so this sort of username change for me sort of symbolized like this is just, just sort of like a new direction I'm going in and I'm really gonna at least try to tap into sort of who and what is next, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, I've also been working on a tiny book. Um, no promises about when it's going to be available to the world, like I said earlier. <laughs> um, but I also got to thinking that all of the poems that I've written since the beginning of the pandemic has sort of shifted and turned into their own little narrative that I personally find very interesting. Um, just the general progression of it. So I'm, take, I'm in the process of taking all of those poems and turning them into a short little collection called The Pandemic Poems. You know, obviously we changed throughout time, but I feel this year, out of all years, has really pushed us to our limits. And we've learned so much more about ourselves than any other year um, with all the different things that we had to get used to and the things that we had to, you know, limit ourselves from. And, you know, when we had that quarantine, I feel like a lot of people were able to take a break from the, the busyness of life or how busy it can get, you know, distractions, this and that, and really hone into, you know, their passions. At least for me, I was really able to dedicate my, a lot of my time to this account because I didn't have the distractions of wanting to go to the bars and go get brunch with friends and do this and that and really helped me realize what's really important to me. And I realized that's poetry and it's always going to be poetry because I feel like it's a huge part of who I am at the end of the day. You know, it's very cool that you kind of have this like evolutionary moment that you're able to continue discovering yourself and I really like the idea of incorporating your photography into your poetry because like I said you know poetry is an art form and photography is an art form so why not add it all together and I think that you're heading into a very creative direction and I'm really excited to see where you're gonna go thank you yeah of course could you tell our listeners where they could find you again on Instagram Yes, I'm on Instagram at the.beautiful.god. We can all together watch your new evolutionary journey progress through Instagram. So that'll be fun. Yes, it will be fun. So thank you so much, Jesse, for joining me on this podcast, talking about your poetic journey and also talk about poetic rules. It's a little bit of both. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. No problem. And that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Bevelizing Eyes. Thank you for listening into Poetry Unraveled. Subscribe to my channel to keep up to date with new episodes. If you like what you heard, I would appreciate your rating. Until next time, I'm your host, Bevelizing Eyes.